0: You know, when reading the news this morning to figure out what the heck is going on on Wall Street, there was a couple articles that are saying there's doom and gloom ahead for Wall Street in general, okay? And one of those superstitions is the fact that the Phillies, the baseball team, have made the World Series. There's a meme that's been going around that says that every time the Phillies make the World Series, that a recession comes. And if you look at their trends, it was 2008, 1929, and now 2022. I don't know what to believe right now. I mean, right now, Wall Street is up across the board. I mean, it's up because there's probably a lot of speculation happening potentially this week on what's going to happen on Wall Street due to the fact that one of the biggest biggest companies is reporting earnings this week, Apple in particular, which also means potentially you're going to have Microsoft reporting earnings this week as well, which may, should make things more interesting at the end of the day. But... We have other things to be able to talk about today. Some very important things before we get into the earnings season and the making currently this week, okay? First off, China, GDP beats with a bounce in third quarter data, delayed data shows. And and since we're talking about China and this week, Apple reports earnings, like I had mentioned, this Thursday in particular, actually, Apple's gonna report earnings this week on Thursday and all eyes are on the four, iPhone 14 sales, how China and Apple could be interconnected and what potentially is gonna happen With Apple. Okay. Another thing we ought to be able to talk about today, which is kind of bigger news, and this has been kind of hush hush throughout the media. Investors will be able to contribute more to both their 401ks and their Roth IRAs starting in 2023. Kind of a big deal, and we'll get into a little bit more of that later. Then we have some news about inflation. Inflation in particular has been talked about a lot by executives and what that means for the economy potentially and for the market going forward. And the last thing tied into inflation has to do with the political side of things where right now there's anger on their minds according to NBC News poll find sky high interest and polarization ahead of midterms and what Wall Street's currently thinking right now. With that being said, I have to remind you all before I begin this podcast, I am not a financial advisor and everything I talk about on this podcast is for information purposes only. You need to do your own research before investing in any company as you're not guaranteed to make money when you invest in the stock market. Please also know that I do have a small position in Apple stock. I have a long-term position in that same Apple stock and... I cannot legally give you any financial advice. This podcast is for information purposes only. You need to do your own research before investing in any company. Please talk to your financial advisor as they would know your financial situation a lot better than I would. With that, let's begin today's podcast. China GDP beats with a bounce in third quarter. Delayed data shows. From Beijing, CNBC, China reported Monday that third quarter gross domestic product grew by 3.9% from a year ago, beating expectations. The data was originally set for release on October 18th, but was delayed late on October 17th with no explanation. China's Communist Party held its 20th National Congression from October 16th to October 22nd. Analysis pulled by Rudders prior to October 18th had expected China to report GDP growth of 3.4% for the third quarter. The official release 3.9% year-on-year growth for the third quarter marked a pickup from 0.4% in the second quarter, bringing year-to-date growth to 3%. That's still well below the official target of around 5.5%. COVID controls on business actively, especially in the second quarter of the year, have weighed on growth and prompted many investment banks to slash their full-year forecast to around 3%. The latest Congress did not signal whether the COVID policy would soon end or continue. China has also released trade data from September on Monday after an unexplained silence on the figures, which have been expected out on October 14th. Exports, a major driver of China's growth, beat expectations with an increase of 5.7% in U.S. dollars terms in September. Analysis pulled by Reuters had forecast a 4.1% increase. However, imports in U.S. dollars terms only rose by 0.3% in September from a year ago, missing rudders forecast of 1% growth. And one of the reasons they're claiming is there's a real estate drag down growth. Overall, the data reflected the impact of COVID controls and the re- real estate slump with the automotive industry and remained a bright spot under Beijing's support for new energy vehicles. Retail sales grew by 2.5% in September from a year ago, slowing from August and missing expectations of 3.3%, according to Rudder's poll. Within retail sales, those catering fell by 1.7% in September from a year ago. Fortune, furniture, Correction, furniture, home appliances, and construction materials also dropped last month from a year earlier. However, sales of autos, one of the largest categories by value, surged by 14.2% in September from a year ago. And last thing we'll talk about is the industrial side of things. Industrial production rose by 6.3% in September from a year ago, well above the 4, 4.5% increase expected by, expected by Rudders. Automotive manufacturing surged by nearly 24%, while the country produced more than twice the number of new energy vehicles compared with a year ago. Quote, the industrial activity has been sourced on the strength lately, Goldman Sachs chief Asia-Pacific economicist Andrew Tilton said on CNBC street signs. Monday that the big picture is still that the economy is operating well potential, well below potential this year. You know, I have to say, I firmly believe China is going to be on the growth side of things, but at the same time, it's a little suspicious that they took their time releasing these reports. And there's a chance that some of these report numbers could be alive. Now, granted they did just have a, not, I want to say leadership change because Xi, President Xi is still there for China, but I have to believe that that they, they might be back on how things are going for China, the growth again. Now, there are those news reports saying that you still have issues with the COVID lockdowns, But at the end of the day, it seems like things are growing, okay? And this helps us get a better idea of what might happen what, what might happen with Apple this week, okay? Apple reports earnings this week. And I have to say, What Apple reports on Thursday could determine a lot. Okay. Since your Apple reports earnings Thursday, all sales on iPhone 14 sales, Apple report its fourth quarter earnings for this quarter ended in September after the bell on Thursday. The most important new information will be details. The tech giant offers on how the iPhone iPhone 14 series is selling. Many investors will be watching to see if Apple's newest iPhones, which went on sale late in the quarter, are on pace for growth cycle, or if the global macroeconomic conditions have finally started to weigh on the high-end electronics market. "Quote: We don't believe fundamentals are immune to the macro backdrop, but we see the combination of resilient iPhone production product cycle and re- relation to revenues rather than volumes, as well as margins, to deliver results that demonstrate resiliency above the low bar of investors' expectations." At this time, JP Morgan's wrote in a note on Monday, Apple could see a boost from a better than expected sales of iPads and Macs, which have been slowed by parts of shortages in recent quarters. Apple said in July that supply shortages could hit the company's sales by $4 billion, but some analysis believe that the company will, will say that they were better able to manage the supply chain this quarter. Apple hasn't offered official guidance since 2022 initially citing uncertainty driven by the pandemic, but management has offered individual data points each quarter that allows analysis to back into the ability to forecast sales. Here's what Wall Street's is expecting according to fact sheet estimates. Revenues at 88.79 billion. Earnings per share is $1.27. In July, Apple cheap, Apple's chief financial officer, Luca um, Maestri said that revenue growth in September's quarter could be larger than the third quarter's 2% annual growth. But they also warned investors that while the high margin service business would continue to expand, its growth rate would slow from 12% during the June quarter, signing the strong dollar and economic factors. However, most investors are aligned with service revenue growth should accelerate during December quarter again, according to Morgan Stanley's Eric Woodring. Investors will closely watch the Apple. what Apple has to say about the quarter. Any forecast or guidance that suggests a lighter than expected holiday season could present the biggest risk to shares. Quote, we do not expect Apple to provide revenue guidance for F1Q December due to the ongoing macro uncertainty, but we believe the company will suggest revenue growth will decelerate, wrote the duchess Bank Stanley Ho in a note over the weekend. Okay. Something we got to remember is Apple has a lot of free cash on hand. Okay. They do. Okay. It says even here in the article, it says Apple still has an incredible strong free cash flow and spends scores of billions per year on share buybacks and dividends. The stock is down 60% year-to-date, while the NASDAQ co- composition is off by 30%. It says here, we still view Apple as a defensive name given f- strong free cash flow and estimate 90 to 100 billion capital returns in CY23, even as the premium smartphones and macro slow, fur- that, slow further, Cohen Analysis wrote in a note. <clears throat> this is what I want to know. If China is doing okay when it comes to exporting stuff right now, Does that mean the iPhone is being exported now as well? Okay. I mean, it seems like since, I mean, China didn't meet the full expectations of what Wall Street was looking for with with their data that they released. Now, granted, like I said, they might be fake data they might have released a little bit. They might have fudged the numbers. You never know. But it gives an idea that if these numbers are correct, I think Apple's going to do well this quarter. This isn't financial advice, just an observation. I mean, how? remember, a lot of Apple's products are made in China. Now, granted, we have read articles that says that Apple is wanting to expand its production facilities into India, which makes sense. But at the same time, maybe Apple's going to do well this quarter. We'll have to pay attention to see how they report on Thursday. And we'll talk about it hopefully in pod, on our podcast on Friday. But as of right now, it seems like Apple's going to probably do well, which would be interesting because if Apple does well, does that mean the whole market jumps off that news? Or if Apple does bad, does the whole market tank on that news? Hard to tell. We'll keep an eye out for it. Now, for those of you who are invested in 401ks and Roth IRAs, there's some exciting news to be able to talk about, okay? Says here from personal finance, investors will be able to contribute up to 22,500 401k plans and 6,500 in IRAs in 2023. From CNBC, if you're eager to save more for retirement in 2023, there's good news from the IRS, which just announced higher limits for your annual 401k plan and individual retirement account contributions. The employee contribution limit for the 401k plans is increasing to 22,500 in 2023 up from 20,500. So you got a $2,000 increase in your 401 ks Good job. And the catch-up deposit for savers 50 and older will jump to 7,500 from 6,500. So you only get a you get a 1,000 increase if you're 50 and older. Maybe 3,000 looks like the new amounts also apply to 403B plans, most 457 plans and thrift savings plans. The agency has also increased contribution limits for IRAs allowing investors to save 6,500 in 2023 up from 6,000 in 2022. The catch of deposit will remain at 1,000. The boost of IRA contributions is significant as the cap hasn't changed since 2019. Limited savings for Americans without a workplace retirement plan and more Americans may qualify for a Roth IRA contributions, with the adjusted gross income phase-out range rising between $138,000 and $153,000 for single filers and $218,000 and $228,000 for married couples filing jointly. Income ranges have also increased for the quality for the retirement savings contribution credit and the ability to deduct pre-tax IRA deposits in the workforce plan. This week, the IRS has released dozens of inflation adjustments for 2023, including higher income tax brackets, increased standard deductions, bigger estimate tax exclusions, larger income brackets for capital gains and more. You know, probably one of the reasons they're increasing is because inflation has gone up like crazy and they're they're having to keep up with what's happening. I mean, it's kind of disappointing. I mean, you only get an extra, put an extra 500 in a Roth IRA. Roth IRAs, I think are like the most brilliant thing ever. You get taxed now, and then everything you put in, since it's already been taxed, when you invest in your Roth IRA and you pull that money out when you're, I think it's like 65 or older. I could be wrong. I haven't looked at a Roth IRA statement in a while. But I do know when you are eligible to pull out the money from the Roth IRA account, when you're retired, obviously, the U.S. government cannot tax you on that money. It's ingenious. I mean, if you expect your income tax bracket to increase like I do when I get older, I'm expecting to pay more in taxes. And because of that, a Roth IRA is pretty ingenious. Not financial advice, obviously, just my personal opinion. Okay. The 401ks, I mean, I've never really liked 401ks, to be honest. I mean, I don't like the fact that there's limited options on what I can and can't invest. I hate the fact that it's like bundled stocks in a... Fund of some kind, and there's no guarantee that it'll do well in the long term. I mean, that's one reason why I like Roth IRAs a little bit more, is I can choose what I want to invest in instead of having to invest in what the company tells me I can invest in. But contributions are going up, and my personal opinion, like I said, I believe it has to do with inflation. I think inflation has been rising so much that they have to realize we have to raise the amounts in order to keep up for people to retire. Okay, I would highly advise. If you can to open up a Roth IRA, because it's money that you get taxed on now. And then when you're older, when you can pull it out, you shouldn't be able, or you you shouldn't at least, at least, at least tax laws right now say you don't have to, you shouldn't have to pay taxes on it later in life, which I think is ingenious because I don't want to be paying taxes the rest of my life. So it's good to see that the Roth IRA contributions are increasing for 2023, but I'm curious to know at what cost. Because then there's this from CNBC as well. And like I said, I believe it's inflation that's causing this, okay? Because the inflation conversation is now being talked about by CEOs across the board, okay? It says, inflation is dominating the conversation on earnings calls. Here's what executives are saying. We need to listen to what these executives have to say. What they say could determine where the market goes in the future. Even though there's a good reports from China right now, and we know that these companies are reporting earnings and some of these companies are beating earnings across the board, It's good to know what these executives are seeing. Executives will see things before wall street sees things. Okay. Wall street's just a party. I guess you can look at wall street as just a bunch of frat boys who are just partying all the time, not expecting anything bad to happen, but CEOs can't be like that all the time. Okay. From CNBC. One thing is clear at the start of the corporate earnings season, inflation remains a hot topic for companies. About two thirds of companies in the S&P 500 have reported earnings in the first two weeks of the season from October 10th to the 21st. Had representatives mentioned inflation according to a search of conference calls transcripts by FactSet, including among those companies are PepsiCo, Citigroup, and Abot Laboratories. The environment clearly is still very inflationary with a lot of supply chain challenges across the industry. So PepsiCo CEO, the snack and beverage company beat analysis expectations for both revenue and earnings per share at its price hikes uh, bottomed, um, correction, hikes buoyed its bottom line, even as the unit saw volume declines. Recent economics data showed little signs of inflation letting up. The consumer price index 0.4% in September, which is which was a hotter reading than the 0.3 expected by the Dow Jones, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, it has a 0.6% without food and energy factored in. It makes me wonder how much higher that is when you factor in those information. I purposely wonder if they purposely changed this just so that the the presidency doesn't get affected by this. Okay. Which was above the Dow Jones estimate of 0.4%. The producer price index, which gauges wholesale prices, also rose 0.4% in September. That was similar above the Dow Jones expected of 0.2%. Lingering inflation has led consumers to rethink expensive purchases as their spending power is squeezed and they have also created higher costs for companies like Procter & Gamble. Last week, the household good maker of brands like Tide and Charmin posted quarterly results that nearly outperformed analysis expectations. Raw and packaging material costs exclusive of commodities and supply inflation have remained high since we gave our initial outlook for the year in late July. Chief Financial Officer Andre Schulten said during Wednesday's conference calls. Based on the current spot prices and latest contracts, we now estimate a $2.4 billion after tax headwind from fiscal 2023. The company was among a handful of multinationals that said inflation abroad was chopping at international bottom lines as well. As in the U.S. Citigroup and Pool, which distributes pool supplies, said both inflation in Europe hurt their business in the previous quarter. Pool said that its construction volume would likely be down in 2022 compared to 2021, though it beat expectations for the quarter. Inflation is also making it harder for some companies to fill positions. Human resource company Robert Half said the workforce remains tight. While Snap-on and other wages had to continue growing to get skilled workers to, sure, Union Pacific said crew availability continued to improve, and HCA Healthcare said that it could lean less on contract workers to fill voids. This inflationary pressure has led to multiple rate increases from the Federal Reserves. It's expected to keep hiking until the end of 2022 at least. Last thing we'll read before we get into the final article says predictions about how these pressures will last varies with expectations being asked for their opinions. Inflation continues to be a stubborn force globally, though we've started to see some moderating impacts in certain areas of our business compared to earlier this year. ABOT CEO Robert Ford said on October 19th, the science company beat expectations for the quarter with per share earnings nearly 23% of higher expected. Manufacturer company Dover also said inflation has come down compared to the past year and a half specifically pointing out to the company's decreasing costs related to logistics and raw materials. That view is in line with some of the economics experts who said soft inflation gauges are falling faster than the main indicators the Fed favors and its consumer price index. Clearly, we have seen caution in terms of what's going on to develop in the marketplace, said Dover CEO on October 20th. I fundamentally disagree with what the Fed is doing now. Others were not worked as upbeat, though. Whirlpool and Tractor Supply Company boasted inflation should persist at the current levels for the first half of 2023 before cooling. Tractor Supply beat per share earnings but missed on sales, while Whirlpool came in below expectations for per share earnings by about 16%. Inflation's going to be hurting everyone. And what happens this coming midterms in the United States will determine a lot if inflation will continue for out of all of 2023, okay? We've printed so much money into our our system right now that inflation is just gonna keep growing, okay? I mean, no matter what President Biden tries to do at the pump right now, it's not going to change anything. They printed way too much money, okay? And a lot of people are feeling it now, I had mentioned to a friend where I said, you know, people are eventually going to get sick of this and are going to, I wouldn't say revolt against the the system, but they're not going to put up with it much longer. People vote with their dollars. People vote with their feet and people vote at the polls. Okay. Because this is on the politics side from CNBC, who's reporting from NBC news. Anger on their minds, NBC News poll finds high interest and polarization ahead of midterms. Less than three weeks before the election, voter interest has now reached an all-time high for the midterm election, with a majority of registered voters saying that the election is more important than it has been in past midterms. What's more, some 80% of Democrats and Republicans believe the political opposition poses a threat. If not stopped, we'll destroy America as we know it. About two-thirds of reliable Democrat and Republican voters say they still support their party political candidate, even if, they, if the person had a moral failing and wasn't consistent with their own values. <laughs> that's, that's pretty bad. Okay, Continuing on, these are some of the major findings of a brand new National NBC News poll, which also shows a competitive contest for the November and offers positive signs for both major political parties. For Democrats, President Joe Biden's approval rating remains steadily at 45%. I don't firmly believe that. I mean, I've heard other polls, but that's just my opinion. Congressional preference continues to be relatively even, with 40 47% of registered voters preferring Democrats to control Congress versus 46% who want Republicans in charge. And threats to democracy is voters' number one issue for the third straight NBC News poll. For Republicans, the positive signs are that Biden's approval with independents and swing state voters is in the 30s and low 40s, and that the GOP once again holds the enthusiasm advantage and the Republican-led in congressional preferences among the smaller set of likely voters. 48 to 47%, though, that's well within the survey's margin of error. Yet beyond the horse race numbers and the high interest in the upcoming election, what stands out in NBC news poll is the bipartisan anger from Democrats and Republican voters when they are uh, when they're asked one message they likely to send with their vote. Quote, tell Biden to resign, said a Republican male respondent from Missouri. Save the country, answered a Republican female from New York State. Democracy's in jeopardy, replied a Democrat male from Massachusetts. Don't mess with my reproductive rights, said a Democrat female from California. Quote, we all know that many voters will be casting ballots with anger on their minds to the Democrat pollster Jeff Horwitt of Hart Research Associates, who conducted the survey with Republican Bill uh, and his team of public opinion strategists. We just don't know which side will be angrier, according to Horwitz. added. According to the poll, 47% of registered voters say they prefer Democrats to control Congress, while 46% want a Republican controlled Congress essentially unchanged from last month when two parties, when the two parties tied at 46%. Yeah. I'm confused why they're not asking the most important thing. Okay. Which is if you had to vote for inflation, gas prices, all that stuff. Okay. What's more important and all honestly, I mean, if you can't afford to go to work because it costs like seven bucks a gallon and you only got like a less than like 1% raise from your company, you're not going to do well in the long run. You're just not. Okay. There's a lot of issues. Okay. What happens in this midterm election will affect the market. And honestly, I also believe Wall Street's believing that the Republicans are going to win. This isn't financial advice. This isn't political comment. It's just observations. Okay. Because I remember this. When Hillary Clinton was running back in 2016, was it? Man, that seems forever ago. I remember I was reading, I was reading the articles, and it seemed like Wall Street was predicting a Hillary Clinton victory. And then all of a sudden, Donald Trump won. And as soon as the announcement of Donald Trump had won, there was a news article that came out from CNBC. I remember this article because it blew my mind that this had happened. It said the Dow was tanking. And then obviously the Dow rebounded. Okay. This was after the election results came in. Okay. I think wall street right now is betting that because wall street is just a betting casino at the end of the day. I think wall street is betting that Republicans are going to win. This isn't financial advice and I'm not telling you what to do, but it seems like that's what they're aiming for. No, maybe I'm maybe I'm looking at it wrong. Maybe they're betting that Democrats will win. Okay, because here's the other thing too. ExxonMobil hit a new all-time high last Friday. Now, granted that might've been because Joe Biden was releasing the oil reserves from our strategic oil reserves and a news anchor from CNBC flat out said that these were band-aid issues that he was solving with the oil companies and it was just gonna cause more chaos in the long run and that he said to invest in energy equities across the board. It's hard to tell, but Wall Street's betting on someone to win. I personally think people are going to be fed up with inflation. I think people are going to be fed up with the gas prices they're having to pay right now. I mean, they don't even talk about it on this 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 whole poll thing right now, at least from what I'm reading. I mean, they're, they're focusing on all the dumb stuff. I mean, it says here, it says on the nation's economies, 20% says it'll be be better over the next year 26% say we'll stay the same and 50% say will get worse I mean I wonder why when they don't interview these people like if they say like is inflation going to be an issue for your votes is gas prices going to be an issue with your votes because I believe that that right there will give you a true sense of where the voter going at the end of the day and Wall Street has to pay attention to this because it's going to determine where the market goes And it's a terrifying thought that voters will almost dictate where the market and the potential economy is going to go. And we're less than three weeks away from that. So keep paying attention out there, fellow podcast listeners, because if we don't pay attention to what's happening out there, we're going to be caught by surprise. And the whole purpose of this podcast is to be able to talk about things that Wall Street isn't always willing to talk about. And this is one of these things right now. So I'll leave it there. With that being said, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you had, please like and subscribe to this podcast as every like and subscription helps grow this channel. Please also continue to share with friends or family as this helps continue to grow this podcast as well. We wanna get the word out as much as possible to let people know about this podcast and what we're talking about that Wall Street isn't always willing and able to talk about. With that being said, fellow podcast listeners, thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. Thank you and goodbye.